Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Movember Radio. I'm Osha Ginsberg. Thank you so much for being here. This is a weekly podcast focusing on men's health and the issues that men face today. Movember is a very proud community of over 5 million people around the world. And each week we chat with somebody from that community who's passionate about changing the face of men's health. To find out more, just find us on Facebook. Go to MovemberRadio.com or subscribe to this podcast in the podcast app of your choice. My guest today is Ashley Body. Ashley is a senior story artist at Ardman Studios. Ardman, of course, has brought us films like Shaun the Sheep, The Pirates, Wallace and Gromit, and Ashley is currently working on Nick Park's third feature film. Ashley's training and career taught him to observe and replicate human behaviour in his animation, so it has taught him a thing or two about how guys think and act around their health. Ashley's a part of the Movember team at Ardman Studios, and he's been a Mobro for nine years now. Initially, he was in Hong Kong, and he came over to the UK and brought Movember into Ardman Studios with him. Ashley even helped put a moustache on the famous Ardman character, Morph. Every year, Ashley works on a new film for Movember to highlight the cause and chat with his colleagues about men's health. You can look up the uh, film he made for Movember in Finland called Mobro Small Talk. Ashley's currently working on an exciting new video about manliness for this year. I'm very grateful I can bring you this conversation with Ashley Body. Well, thank you very much for making time for us today. Where in the, where in the world do we find you, Ashley? I am in Bristol at the moment. So for folks who aren't from the UK, could you describe that part of the world? England, raining. <laughs> we had hail yesterday. Southwest, so lots of cider. Yeah, that's about it, really. <laughs> rugby, rugby territory. Right. So you got Bristol, Bath, Exeter, all down this way. Right, that's the, that's the rugby with 15 men, uh, not 13, that's for our American. Yeah, rugby union. Yeah. yeah, I forgot you guys play league a lot more than we do. Uh, yeah. Well, mate, I'm grateful. I'm really grateful you could make time for us today. I know you're a very busy man. You are a senior story artist at Ardman Studios. Yes, that's correct. Films like you've worked on films like Shaun the Sheep, The Pirates, and of course, this is the studios that brought us Wallace and Gromit. That must be, uh, I'm going to say, it's going to be a pretty fun place to work. I enjoy it. I spend most of my day drawing pictures and making up jokes, so. It's not like I have to go and sit in an office and do anything particularly taxing. It's just something that it's like being at school and doodling in a notepad, really. Well, I was going to ask that. Are you now getting paid for what you used to get in trouble for? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, on the side of a maths book, we had the squares and you'd kind of make stuff fall down all the squares. That was what I went to college and did animation. And then I ended up working at Arden. 
That's that's pretty yeah. good. So as a as a senior story artist, what is what does your day job involve? I go into the office, usually start with a cup of tea, then browse the internet for a while, and then just sit down with the director, whoever it happens to be, what I'm working on. So it could be on Shaun the, uh, Shaun the Sheep, like TV series or the movie, or and they'll outline what they want. We'll just start drawing pictures and coming up with gags. And a lot of it's trying to find the characters and the story of what's going to happen because stuff has to happen and be funny. So that's basically what we do. At the moment, I'm working with Nick Park on his new film, which is they just announced it at Cannes the other day. And um, I think it's going to be quite a good one. Nick Park, of course, is the guy that brought us Wallace and Gromit. That must be, come on, that must be a bit exciting. Yeah, it's one of those things that when I started Ardman, they were just finishing the last Wallace and Gromit, so I've never had a chance to really work with him. So when he started this new project and they said, do you want to be on the story team for it? It's like, um, yes. But inside you're kind of going, yep, this is why I kind of came here. (laughs) So it's like, uh, here's something else. Like working with him is brilliant. He just seems to come up with puns all day, and I have no idea where he gets them from. I just sit there, and they just come out of his head. And he's very quiet, but he can see that he's very, very good at what he does. Yeah, when you when you when you work with a guy like that, what kind of what kind of things does does it do to your own work? You want to be better than you are. Like he's had so much success, you don't want to be the guy that kind of brings it all down. <laughs> but you're in part of a big team, so you can't really do that. But there's still that little bit of pressure there to be as good as you can be, try and come up with something that really works and not just be run-of-the-mill, do it, you know, always do it and then try and find another way. Or It's fun trying to surprise him, which is, you know, he, he'll brief you on something and sometimes he'll have a slight, go off on a small tangent and you can pitch it to him and he can kind of either go, eh, no, or he'll be surprised by it. So if you can manage to get him surprised, then that feels really good. Well, if you can surprise him, you can imagine that the audience is going to then lose their minds. Hopefully. That would be the idea, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, this is the, this is the guy that wrote the, the toy train train tracks gag for, for Wallace and Gromit. I mean... Yeah, that's the one everyone remembers in The Penguin. Oh, isn't it? The Penguin's genius. It, yeah. ab- absolutely. I mean, you know, when you say write jokes, you're not exactly writing, you know, weighted sentences that have a surprise punchline at the end. You, you're, you're imagining visual things that will make people react yeah. so it's a, it's a much bigger thing than just riding a gag i guess all the sheep on the back of the motorcycle when they go through the tunnel and have the they're all the classic ones that you can remember it tends to be that he'll draw a gag on a piece of paper and hand it to you and you kind of know you've got to give that piece of paper back because it has to go into the archives but you really don't want to <laughs> <laughs> and i'm guessing now in the days of iphones it's frowned upon to take a shot of it yeah you can't put it straight on the internet. But I got a lot of photocopies of stuff as reference on my desk. Reference, of course. Yeah. So what would you say? I'm guessing to work at Ardman Studios is a bit like, I don't know, winning American Idol of animation or, um, you know, it's the Olympics of, of what you do working for a studio like that. What would you say to people who maybe would think about that as a career choice or something like that? Oh, it's um, definitely keep pushing for I got him. Um, I have no idea how I got in, really. I was There's a job advertising, and it said you needed two years to be the intern. So you had to have two years' experience in the industry, and I had about five months, so I just didn't tell them the part about that. And then I got called for an interview, and I managed to get in. So <laughs> it's like I got lucky, really. There must be quite an oscillating mood there in a, you know, as, a, as a place that makes films and makes productions, makes ad, uh, you know, commercials, television and film commercials. Yeah. 
it must be quite a mood from you know concept to storyboard to shoot to post production to to deadline to release and then relax yeah. and then all over again. Yeah, well, we just had that with Sean, and it's kind of because it takes such a long time. Like the, I was on Pirates for three and a half years, and then you kind of I try to avoid going to all the daily rushes, and I go down on the sets and see the animators, but I avoid them because I know the entire story, I know all the gags, I know what's going to happen. So it's it's nice to have something to go and see at the cinema at the end of it and the big premieres and stuff are quite a lot of fun and there's always loads of parties because the shoots are in blocks so at the end of every block we'll have a big party to celebrate doing 20 minutes of footage or any reason really it's summer in england we've got a day of sun let's have a party (laughs) so i can only imagine working in broadcasting there's you know there's a few creatives they're usually confined to the studio but working in animation there must be just hundreds of creatives under one roof uh yeah and everyone's different you've got the story team and there's usually six of us in a story crew for a film and everyone's got a different perspective on things and everyone brings something else different to the team and then you've got the art department who can uh, there's a guy I'm working at the moment, Aurelian, and he can just paint every colour under the sun and you'll see black for some reason. So I don't know how he does it, but he manages to get the paintings to look absolutely fantastic. And then you've got the funny guys, the guys who do action, and then the dramatic story guys. So We all have different abilities. And oh, Who else is there? The animators? Yeah, I mean, I, I trained as an animator. I can do the Disney-style drawing stuff, but the guys here are just a complete different breed to work in the stop motion side of things it's like you have to have a completely different mentality they get winched across the set on a plank sometimes because they have to be above everything and then they move it tiny little bit and then they get winched back off to take the frame or on where rabbit i wasn't here when this happened but apparently there's a climbing harness which a guy had to get into to climb up the set to animate the big rabbit climbing up the side of the building and his assistant would take the frame when he swung out of the way so there's all a bit hands-on in this day and age of you know 3d animation to hear something so practical to hear the the way that it works as the way it used to work is that you know you're still making that kind of stuff but then you know the box office figures don't lie your your films do quite well they do all right they do all right they're still but they're still smart so i call it smart filmmaking it's the um like if you watch shawn the sheep in the background properly the movie if there's it's in the restaurant and there's cars and stuff going past the window, but all the cars were in use on other sets. So I think one of the cars is actually a bicycle helmet that belonged to the animator. It just kind of bimbles by in the background out of focus. <laughs> and no one notices. Well, they will now. There's lots of little tricks, like um, some of the background characters actually cut out of... Because they're out of focus, they just have to be shapes, and the animator just moves them along. So it keeps it... It looks right, if that makes sense. Now, people have probably got one or two blokes like you in in their office or in their workplace but with a whole workplace full of creatives and artists and this sort of thing what are the men like at Ardman Studios what are they like at talking about their health well we got a November team that does a lot of like uh, trying to raise funds and stuff we're not so good at raising funds we're better at raising the awareness side of things but I say we're very definitely English I was with a guy in the story team for a while and I found out long afterwards that he'd had depression because like i said i was making this year's film that i'm trying to make for november and i said it was going to be in the early stages about depression he said oh if you need any help about that come and talk to me and i was like well okay i didn't know that so it's a bit i think we're definitely english in the way that we don't talk to each other about stuff 
But I'm sure he had his family and friends to talk to about things. But it, so- it sounds like when you say being very English, it's a lot of stiff upper lip, don't mention it, carry on. Yeah, yeah. I can't say like I know anyone at work that has been... I mean, uh, last year there was a guy that got cancer at work a couple of years ago now. But he recovered and is fine and he's back animating, so... That's kind of one of the big ones that everyone will find out about. But yeah. the depression thing is you never really know how many people are going to have that. Do you make it a point then to ask people how they're doing? Out of politeness in the morning, but again, how many people actually give you their honest honest answer? But I, I try to be quite friendly in the company. I go to through all the departments because we've got loads of them. So I'll pop up in digital and say hi. Or I'll go down into commercials and say hi. Or I'll wander into the producer's area and say hi. So I try to be more outgoing because it does. I do find sometimes that the company can... You know, you have lunch and everyone sits at a certain table, so it's quite fun to mix it up every now and again, which is why we still have parties, so that everyone does get the chance to mix and talk to new people and say hi. Because the through flow is so regular. There's lots of, because um, there's a lot of freelancers that come and go. To- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Work on commercials, so there's never a lack of new people to talk to in the building. (laughs) <laughs> kind of fun you've lent your creative skill too as you mentioned you made a film for november uh, last year about small talk in finland which we'll talk a bit more yeah. about at the moment but what what was it that drew you to november you've been with november for nine years now yeah i did it i heard about it from friends because originally i'm from hong kong i went back there for christmas and i think it was a new year's day game rugby and i was just chatting with some friends and they they talked about it happening in Australia. They'd heard about it, and so I just did it at university. I think it was my last year. And then when I came to Auburn, I brought it with me, and I was the only one that did it. And then slowly, it kind of rolled up from there until we donated a morph one year, and that was when I got to know the Movember guys over here. Uh, Hewell and John were the first guys I met at a party that they had at the canteen to raise awareness. And they were kind of, I think they are pushing out to more and more of the UK, and I got to know them then, and then it kind of snowboard and they said oh you guys are cool can we come and visit your studio <laughs> they came down and had a tour morph of and course is a uh, for folks outside of the uk morph is a 
a, a very famous childhood animation that, yeah. goodness, has been around for nearly 40 years. It must, yeah. have, must have been quite a big deal to put a moustache on Morph. Oh, yeah. Well, Pete supports pretty much a lot of the things that we try to do in the company. So it's not like we have our official charity, the Wallace and Gromit Grand Appeal. But, you know, if you want to support other charities outside of that, they tend to be very supporting and letting you use the company's stuff to realize that you know so if we wanted to make a morph and sell him for charity then they let us do that or i think one year we're looking at putting mustaches on wallace and gromit and you know anything that can i think it's more the as i said earlier, we, i'm not very good at raising the money side of things because we're not so great at that but what we can do is we can build up the awareness it's a lot easier to do that with the because we've got iconic characters that we can just put out there with mustaches on i think we used morph again last year and it was at the charity uh, auction at the Oxo Tower. I bought a Morphin, and Pete also made a Chaz, and Chaz hardly ever gets put for auction. It's Morph's white clay brother. But they were both together, and they got bought by some uh, Richard, who's he gave them to his kids, and then they came around for a tour of the studio as well. <laughs> I think his kids got inspired to be animators and went home and started making stuff with Lego and a webcam. That, that must kind of blow your mind that when... You know, when they started the studio, Ardman, it was probably 16mm film with a, sh- a, a cable release. Um, yeah. And now people with a webcam or even, you know, an iPhone can make almost broadcast quality stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've thought about shooting stuff on an iPhone before. Or I, my iPad just time-lapsing stuff across the, across the desk. I think we did. I was at Rovio for a while and we did shoot something strange. We all sat on the carpet and pretended to be go-karts and someone took the shots with their phone. So we're just sliding around it like we're driving around on our asses. <laughs> so when you do have the Movember, when you do have the moustache out, what kind of conversations do you get to have with people? It usually starts off with people wondering why I'm doing it. And you just talk to them about whatever they want. The, the small talk Finland one, that came from when I was over actually in Finland and they were trying to get it bigger over there. And I did wander around with a camera and we were interviewing people asking them if they knew about Movember and what it was. So it's just starting the talk. And I think the things that we talk about here are just general well-being. The, the, the bit I take from Movember, because I've never really been... I don't know anyone who has prostate cancer. I don't know anyone who's ever had testicular cancer, apart from some of the Movember guys. So I take from it that it's more about just looking out for your mates and seeing, taking more of an interest in them, not just for the month. I mean, you do try and ask them a bit more about how they are and if they're all right. Yeah, take a more active interest in your friends' health and trying to get them to open up would be the aspect of it that I associate most with. And have you done that with your mates? Uh, yeah, well, I tried to. I did it with my dad and my brother when they had the Movember and Sons one. That was my dad. I talked to my dad about it and started. he started doing Movember and now he's the team captain of the Cathay Pacific team out in Hong Kong. So that one obviously worked. And then every uh, Movember I sit in the canteen and... I'll show them the new film I'm making and we'll talk about it there as a company for a couple of minutes, which it doesn't sound like a long time, but it just makes everyone aware that everyone kind of groans and goes, oh, it's that time of year again. All the guys in the building are going to start growing mustaches. And uh, one of our story artists started in November one year and he came up to the story area and loads of people were doing it. And he thought he'd walked into the Royal Air Force Club or something like that. It's just... (laughs) Everyone with different shaped mustaches. He was going, "What's going on here?" <laughs> he kind of explained, "Oh yeah, we do November here." 
<laughs> so he, he was a bit late to join in, but kind of laughed to himself and we explained to him what it was. You talked about this, the short film you made, uh, The Mobro's Guide to Small Talk, which was p- specifically for Finland, which is a film that f- I guess focuses on the cultural peculiarities of Finland. But do you think there's a common trait or traits amongst men around the world when it comes to their health? Yeah, I think it's definitely the, the not, well, not the not talking about it. I think people are generally starting to open up. But it might be, a, you definitely don't go to the doctor i've always tried to make a point of having a yearly health checkup where i just go in and seem to annoy the doctor by asking him oh yeah can you check my lungs can you check my eyesight and check my hearing and all that but i think it should be things that gents tend to not do yeah it's the small talk thing was just to try and get people starting to talk it's definitely a cultural aspect up there that they are very quiet people i think it's because it's cold most of the year <laughs> but it's also it's also a general stereotype but it is quite funny when you get on a bus up there and you, everyone sits at the window side of the seats and every single window seat will fill up before you have to start taking the other seats which seems to be a general rule in most countries but for some reason it gets picked on with them i think it's and their bus drivers are like rally drivers they slide around the corners in winter <laughs> which is a bit scary the first time they do it yeah. Can I just uh, just rewind a second for when you had that conversation with your father about yeah. November and about his health? How did that conversation go? Um, I just asked him if he wanted to do November and explained to him what it was and kind of what they had started doing around the world. And it was when I'd gone to Finland and uh, that was the year that the November and Sons one was going. And the guy I met over there, Yano, who ran it, he also ran the Hong Kong one. So we had a common ground there. And that's when I thought, oh, I'll get in touch with Dad. And John Sim over here, he'd said, um, are you getting your dad to do it? So I kind of, that was the impetus to go and talk to him about Movember. And then it ended up, I was doing it in Finland. My brother was doing it in the UK. My dad was doing it in Hong Kong. So it's kind of an international Movember family event going on. <laughs> but it wasn't anything, I wasn't a, a poignant revelation epiphany moment in life it was more hey dad have you ever thought about doing november this is kind of what it's about and you know it's about looking after your health and and then kind of like it was that quick are you okay with everything he's like yep you get checked out yep okay but honestly those two questions are questions that a lot of guys don't have with their fathers mm, i think more guys should definitely speak to their dads and stuff because i don't know the what i've learned from november is the older you get like it seems the different age bands you're in define kind of which groups you fall into being at risk from different things. So I think it makes it more aware of what you can get at different ages. How does it feel to, to be able to make a short film or make a morph with a moustache on, be able to use what you're good at to, to raise awareness? If, I, if someone sees the in, in my mind, if, if one person sees the video and they donate £10, then maybe I can get a goodwill, small kudos to having something to do with that. So when... Like, I looked at stats on my November video, and I think, I don't know how many times it's been watched. It's not a huge one, but I know the amount of times people have started watching it and clicked off was over a quarter of a million. So, full watches was in the 50,000 range. But if, like, 50,000, if, like, half of them gave a pound, that's 25,000 pounds. So, if you look at it that way, if it just helps someone to think about their friend or helps think someone goes, oh, yeah, my mate's doing that, I'll give him a tenner, because I said I'd give him a tenner, then then I think that's the job done there. Mate, I know you've got to get to work and go and hang out with Mr. Wallace and Gromit Nick Parks today, mm-hmm. uh, which must be amazing. When, so I'll, I'll wrap it up with uh, the same three questions we ask everybody. When it comes yep. to November, what kind of mo do you grow? Oh, I change every year. 
tend to draw a load of designs out, put them on a board, and then throw a dart and see if it's achievable. One year I, I landed on Prince, which was the really thin one, but the top, top lip, yeah. it all grows really, really white hair there. So I couldn't really see anything for quite a long time. Oh, that Prince moustache, that's tough to get, tough to get. Yeah. So if you could pick up a, a telephone and, and make a phone call to your 18-year-old self, what would you say? Get out of the bedroom and actually go out there and do something. Because I didn't, I didn't get into any university out of school. I, I passed my exams, but it wasn't the highest grades for any of them. And I had a real meh moment and just literally went and sat in my room for days and days. And I, it, was, it was actually my dad that helped me out then. He, he phoned up a couple of the art colleges and, and uh, got me an interview with one of them. And that kind of set me on, on my way. But if I was 18 years old, if I had to go back and say to him, we sort it out yourself. And, uh, you know, dad would still be there to help me, but I probably would have helped him a bit instead of having a hissy fit and sitting in my bedroom. <laughs> and uh, finally, what do you appreciate most about your friends? That they're there whenever I need them, really. You know, you don't think often everyone takes everyone else for granted. So, I mean, I got uh, like a, a routine with my friends, but sometimes it's nice to know that they're there and that you can just talk to them whenever. And I think we are quite open. Uh, well, in the group of friends I've got, I've been able to talk to them about quite a lot of stuff that is, you know, yeah, they're just there whenever you need them. Yeah. Finally, do you have a. Are you going to be doing another uh, Movember artwork this year? It's a short film. I'm hopefully going to get it done in time. It's it's about manliness, is what I'll centre it on at the moment. It's it's called Masculinus Acutus Lunaticus Endemicus, and it's the uh, the name of the disease that half the planet has, and it causes men to do stupid things. And it's about the doctor, Doctor Johann von Mohan. And he's discovered the, the source of manliness. And now that they know the source, hopefully they can come up with a cure. I most definitely have been afflicted with that disease. Yep. I think just about everyone who is a man has. <laughs> I can't wait to see it, mate. Thank you so much for your time today. That's, that's all right. Cheers. That was Ashley Body. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like the show, please subscribe and rate the show in iTunes or in any podcast app that you choose to listen to. For more details, please follow us at Facebook. And this episode was produced by Lavanya Nagendran, Molly Hindman, and audio production by Daryl Misson. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, we also had music by Toe Hider. Don't forget Toe Hider, otherwise his metal fingers will come and find you. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.